If you're like me, you can't get enough John Mulaney, and that's good. Because during the Netflix is a Joke Festival, John Mulaney is presenting a brand new show called Everybody's in L.A. It's six live episodes created and starring John that will stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. This is going to be an unconventional show with very big special guests. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A. debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time only on Netflix. Here's something that we've known since the dawn of bread. Everything is better sliced. Let me explain. Slice a pineapple, you get a blast of fresh fruit. Slice some jeans, get some jorts. That's why the new Captain Morgan Sliced went all in on four bold, deliciously sliced cocktail-style flavors, including pineapple daiquiri, strawberry margarita, mango mai tai, and passion fruit hurricane. Try the new Captain Morgan Sliced because sliced is better. Visit CaptainMorgan.com to find Sliced near you. Does not contain real fruit or juice. Captain Morgan Sliced, premium flavored malt beverage with natural flavor and certified color. Captain Morgan and Co. Plainfield, Illinois. Please drink responsibly. 21 plus. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better. And that is eat more Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes. Think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter. I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's peanut butter cups now at a store near you found wherever candy is sold and often in my pantry because I love these. Women can never have too many hats and men can never have too many two-sided coins. We saw music from another room. So you know what that means. Now it's time for How did this go big? We're gonna have a good time Celebrate some failure Not just be a hater Did you know you wonder How did this go big? Let's wallow in the mediocrity Of subpar art Perhaps we'll find the answer To the question How did this get made? Hello people of Earth And welcome to How did this get made? I'm your host Tall John Shear, And today we are talking about Music from another room It came out in 1998, stars Jude Law, Jennifer Tilly, and Gretchen Mull, along with Martha Plimpton and Jeremy Piven. This is a all-star cast to make a rom-com movie that is so weird that I don't even really want to tell you what it's about because I need to break it down with my two co-hosts. So please welcome Jason Manzukas and June Diane Raphael. Welcome both. Wow. Hi. Hi. This, this was... Hello. Quite a ride. For, uh, first of all, Paul, you're saying Gretchen Mole. Mole? <laughs> what do you have to say? Always known and it so it begins. I've always heard it pronounced. I thought it was Gretchen Mole. I, I believe you're right, June. Did I say Gretchen Mole? All right, sorry. You said Gretchen yeah. Mole. Wow. Um, well, it, to be and, fair, though, Gretchen Mole's Mole is a is a very known trending topic. Oh, Gretchen Mall's mole is like number she needs to get two it on at. the call sheet. Yeah. She needs to get it looked at. It has changed shape. Yeah, and any slight changes of shape, any sort of oozing, any kind of discoloration. <laughs> to get you got <laughs> to check out your moles. Yeah, you do, Jason. Moles. I have literally, like, there's this woman I, uh, we'll get into it. There's a woman I follow on TikTok who had skin cancer as a young person, and there's a lot of, if it starts to secrete anything, you got to get that checked out. Well, yeah, if oh it's secreting, God. you got to get it checked out. I well, mean, not I everybody that. knows that. 
Well, and this is going to be a big part of how did this get made going forward is telling you things to be on the lookout for. Oozing yes. moles. And yes. for that sake, oozing malls. But by the way, yeah, if you have an oozing mall. But now I'm looking at her face. Does she have a mall? Because I don't think that she does. I If you told me that she did, you I can would believe have, you. You can have moles elsewhere on your body. Okay, Which is got why it. it's incredibly important to go to a dermatologist once a year, especially if you're not... If you're single and if you maybe don't have another person that you're comfortable asking to check how, your how entire body. I would body. never, never this want is why anyone. I ask Paul and June to do a full body scan on me twice oh, a year, sometimes decent. sometimes more. Because as a single person, it's hard. It's well, hard to yeah. get that look. Especially during COVID. You know, getting on those oh Zooms with you was very uncomfortable getting I, those angles right. <laughs> All right. I just pressed the YouTube pronunciation of Gretchen's name. And it is Gretchen Mole. Mole? Mole. Mole. Yeah. Mole. Mole. Huh. You're blowing huh. my mind right now. <laughs> I'm I'm really shocked because I feel like I mean I I haven't seen her in a while and actually watching this movie, I was like, gosh, where where what's she up to? I loved her so oh, she guess was in Border Rock Empire. Yes. But I just if loved I'm her right so much. about a pronunciation, this is a, a first for me in life. I was just I mean, gonna say this really is the first is time where we are wrong and you are right about a pronunciation <laughs> of a name. This is I mean, again, uh, 11 years. Wow. Isn't it great I, that 11 <laughs> years in, we can still have an unprecedented experience? Listen, and I'm going to say this much about your pronunciation. We're, we're Jason, yes. I'm going to, I'm still going to, I still think that Jason and I are on the right side of history because the way 100%. you were saying it, even if it's pronounced mole. I was going for the German. The way you were saying it made me think of an actual mole and not mole, which well, is how I think it is pronounced. Mole, not I'm, mole. Well, I'm, what you just told mole. well, what you've just said in your apology to me was you are right. And you just, <laughs> you, you basically just said, I know what it is, but technically the way I'm hearing it is right. It's and little, the way it's, a, it's an emphasis and it's, is it mole I'm telling you, or I'm, mole? I'll let you both be the judge. Here it is from YouTube, how to pronounce Gretchen's name. Here we go. Gretchen mole. Gretchen mole. Who, who is that? I mean the YouTube like, what pronunciation. Is this? Do we trust? Do we trust this? This is the how to pronounce, how to say words. This is the official Facebook how to say words, Instagram how to say. I believe. Okay. okay. Then you're probably right. My name is often mispronounced. So wow. So you're still not going to give it up after 11 years of me getting one right. You're not going to give me that. You're not going to give me the mole mall. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, you know what? Uh, maybe it would be different if I delivered you from the womb, which is the premise of this movie. This movie to me was Every now and then, you find like a gem here that oh, is a yeah. produced film with great actors. Everyone is like someone I was like, oh, they're great. I like this. And the mm -hmm. movie is so wild. And it really just starts off. First of all, I was like, is this English? Like, like, is this a British movie or is this like a Southern movie? And oddly, neither. But in the it's beginning. It's a Russian movie. It's actually a Russian play. It is Anna Karenina. Right, yes. kind of. 
Oh, no, no, no. I don't mean it literally is. I'm saying yeah. they're constantly referencing oh, it. Oh, 100%. And, con- and the, the, it is like a sprawling family, you know, melodrama, much yes, like but, a, a Chekhov play or something. That's like what that. I thought. But I mean, but they're not they're It's almost like they didn't read Chekhov or Tolstoy. They're just like, oh, we're going to reference that it's a big, like exactly what you said, like a big sprawling family drama without actually investing in the actual stories of those things. My favorite, Martha Plimpton, disappears for like 45 minutes of the movie, which was heartbreaking because she was my favorite person. It is, uh, to your point, Paul, it really was interesting because unlike maybe a lot of the movies that we do, this is a Hollywood big movie. Everybody is a big actor. It's working to try and uh, uh, hit on this, like, it's basically like The Family Stone or one of those kind of movies, Mm -hmm. except with casual gun violence um, and wild treatment of kids. At the opening of the movie, we start in flashback and baby Jude Law gets out of the tr- out of the his father's truck and I don't know if you guys noticed this but he looks straight down the lens he oh, looks straight into camera that. yes I saw that almost as if to say get ready this is gonna be fucking wild like a narrator in our town hey everybody the movie's about to begin everyone come on in and you think okay when he walks in like okay what what is gonna be and you think that this movie is gonna be about like a coming of age uh, you know, tale about this young boy whose mom has passed and now he moves in with this new family. But no, this is purely to get a young boy, Jude Law, to deliver another woman's baby. And the mm-hmm. way that she delivers a baby, this is why I am totally destroyed about how babies were delivered. Like, because I'd watched too many movies and TV shows that a woman just after dinner, oh, I'm going into labor. Here we go. I'm crowning. Like, there is no... Like, she's cooking dinner, she's ready to go. I I didn't understand that there's so many steps before that is to happen, right? Like, you know, uh, they're living in a very well-to-do house. There's a lot of people around. Like, she just is like, oh, time to give the baby. You actually did understand it, though, Paul, because when I delivered my first baby and my Mm -hmm. water broke in our living room and I was having, like, absolutely horrific pain, Mm -hmm. you told me later on, because I really wanted to go to the hospital, you told me later on that... After my water broke all over, I ran over to the wood floor and my water broke all over it. And you said that you, you brought over some towels, you put them down. And then you told me later on that you washed those towels before we went to the hospital. You started threw, a load of laundry. I threw, I threw them in the wall. <laughs> so the you did know that, and you didn't tell me then, which I was so relieved about, but you did know that you, that things weren't as urgent as they seem in the movies. Well, the doctor, but the doctor, yeah, the doctor had told me at that point, at that point I was far into okay. getting ready. Like, I'm just saying in the general sense of like how babies came, like our doctor said, if your water breaks, don't rush to the hospital. Yeah, it's going to be a while. Like you this also movie, though, you also did text me. Do you know a good wood floors guy? Yeah, I wanted to make yeah. sure that we got those wood floors cleaned up because I didn't know how long we were going to be away, how long the labor was. I wanted to make sure those towels, no one wants to come on dirty, dirty towels or a messy wood floor. And I wanted them to be shining for a new baby. You know, hey, I don't want this baby to be critiquing our floors in the first uh, chance he gets. One thing you, <laughs> and one thing you said, Paul, is when we meet baby Jude Law, he is, I, I don't know, what is he, seven? Sure. Eight years old? Mm-hmm. 
I think even younger. I honestly think I mean, he was this five is, or six. This is a child. Yes. And he has just gone through the trauma of losing his mother. And then he participates in a home birth with his father. And, and who is drunk? Why? Who is drunk? Oh, his well, father is drunk. Yes. Well, but I couldn't understand. I think the reason why he's called to participate. Yes, his father's drunk, but he's still will. He is a doctor and he's still willing yes. to deliver this baby. He was a doctor in the army. But I believe baby Jude Law was called to duty because he had tiny hands. Yes. he had, That is right. He's like, I can't get my wow. hands in there. I can't get my hands in there and I'm too drunk to do that because the umbilical so, cord was wrapped around the baby's neck. So he was like, get it. And like, again, the way I understand umbilical cords being wrapped around necks, it doesn't seem like it's just like, get it and just kind of unwrap. Like he's like, get it and unravel it. Seems like a very complicated a wild, move. What a wild couple of months this kid is having. I know. Talk about, yeah, every, I mean, like, at, on every end of the human experience. Like, I mean, know. life and death, death are yeah. all in his hands. It's yeah. crazy. I He's got just his hands in this because... older woman and the father's watching and the, and the father <laughs> of the baby. older woman. Yeah, she's child. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. About, yes. about the incredible Brenda Bleven, who, is, say, Brenda, who made yes. me cry so hard in the third act of this movie. I was like, yeah. God damn it. How did this movie get me so hard? Um, <laughs> I was going to say, I think I was remembering Brenda from the way that she is 20 years later when we see her. But yes, so at yeah, that point, she's, then old. she's but, old. Yes, but I right. also found her husband, who was watching the child do this, feeling cuckolded. Like, I felt like he was a little bit like... What are you doing, kid? You put your hands in my wife's <laughs> business? Like I felt like I didn't. I, I felt a very strong unease, but maybe it was just you having a what? child. Deliver. Yeah, and I have to say, what I think this play does so well. Play. I keep on calling it by, play. The, I know, by the way. I'm that's what they want like. it to be. That's what they want this to be. This no, feels like it should it be a play. Like a okay, play, but there's guys, something about we have to mount this on stage. We <laughs> okay, have to do a stage production about of this. It. I mean, I read so much Chekhov when I was in drama school and did so many plays and Uncle Vanya and Three Sisters. and Do a all. little right now, Jim. I, 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 well, I do. I just want to go to Moscow. Amazing. I, I do feel <laughs> like there is something about this movie that was so reminiscent and so kind of comforting to me where I was like, oh, my God. That sort of this this sort of heavy depression over adult siblings and heaviness and weight and all of these batty ass women from the mother to Jane Addams to Martha Plum to all of these like really odd women, except for the, you know, love interest, Gretchen Mull. Like it was so and everybody being both adults and also children and adult siblings all together in the same home at points trying to kill each other. It was, I actually literally. was like yeah. literally trying to kill each other. It was like, so um, it really took me back to being in those scenes. And there was something I really loved about it. And also you know, of course, this movie is utterly insane. And the anachronism stuff, it's like it doesn't work, really. Like there's no it never kind of lands in the way I think that they're hoping I think it's, it will. It's more just like 
I, it, it references it enough to say, I hope you don't look at how there's no connection here, but you might think that there is like that, like that's like, well, I'm like oh, they're going to really pull it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it, they really just treat it very superficially. Like, isn't it sweet that first Jude Law and then later Jesus is reading Anna Karenina to Meg Tilly's character, who is blind. Oh, I forgot um, about Jesus. Oh, my God, and, Jesus. Yeah. And there is don't this whole... We guys never forget about Jesus. Don't forget um, Jesus. Um, he's the reason for the season. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> and, that, and by the way, I gotta say, Jason, you having that as the rim around your license plate, I love that because it is. You know, when I'm in traffic and I and I if I pull up behind you, I'm like, you know what? Let me, yeah. Which it's happens about the all the time. All happens the time. All the, the frequency with which Paul's, Paul pulls up behind me in traffic in L.A., like <laughs> basically constant. Yeah, and it's just because um, Jason has all the shortcuts and I'm always just <laughs> a couple seconds behind. <laughs> Waze, I'm a Waze alpha. So Waze charts uh, routes based on me. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, what I was going to say is because they they treat it like, oh, isn't it nice? They're reading her these these books, this book rather, and are doing it so immersively. They're mm -hmm. reading her a story about the ball in a nightclub. They re you know, et cetera. Which made no but sense ultimately because it's like, let's right. read you a story about a ball, but we need to bring you to the ball. Like, it also is like an offense. <laughs> I mean, I feel like this movie is uh, slightly like ableist in the way that they treat uh, like oh, the blind slightly. character. Yeah, okay, right. All right. So, I mean, yeah. they use they use the R word constantly. Yeah, oh right. Yes, um, I forgot yeah. about that. This yeah. this there's that. There when they and, first and meet the young boy, they call him the R word. And then as they are older, 20 years later, like, oh, you mean the R word? Like they still use oh, yeah. that term. Oh, they're still doubling down. Uh and then uh, Meg Tilly's character, and uh, I forgive me, I she has not given any kind of diagnosis, but she is blind. Yeah. But they are treated her as if she is somehow or other challenged you know what i mean yes. like they are yes. or i i think maybe challenged is like they're like she term. doesn't like to go outside she's not comfortable outside like, like and they give her all these other kind of vague uh problems that i'm like mm -hmm. I, I, is this all just because she's blind because that is not this is a terrible depiction of a blind person when Gretchen Mull said like Gretchen Mull gets mad at Jude Law this is when Jude Law comes back later and says how dare you I am her connection to the sighted world like, <laughs> like what <laughs> today's podcast is brought to you by Squarespace I love Squarespace I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life this work-life balance it's tough but Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate that's right Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with the guided design system of Squarespace blueprint you can select from curated layouts to styling options optimized for every device get your website discovered fast with integrated optimized SEO tools Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace. And I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain.
I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie cutter places. And I went on Airbnb and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes! That's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Today's episode is brought to you by Cap'n Crunch. Who said the kids get to have all the breakfast fun time? Break away from the ordinary with Cap'n Crunch and bring back the spirit of adventure to your mornings. Everyday life can be stressful, but a tasty bowl of Cap'n Crunch is an escape from morning monotony. Enjoy the bold flavors like original Cap'n Crunch, Crunch Berries, Oops All Berries, and Peanut Butter. Plus, the crunch you love is now available in cinnamon, and it is delicious. Even in a sea of milk, the crunch of Cap'n Crunch is epic. Yes, my family is all in on the Cinnamon Captain Crunch. I didn't think you could make it better, but they did. I love my Captain Crunch, and now I love sharing it with my kids. Join the crew for your next breakfast time crunch venture. Get Captain Crunch's new Cinnamon Crunch now at a retailer near you. And learn more at CaptainCrunch.com. Let's just go back to this opening scene where the boy is delivering the baby. I want you to reach inside really slowly, very gently, okay, with one hand, okay? Go on, put your hands in there. Slowly, slowly. There you go. Okay. Can you feel the baby? Can you feel its neck? All right. Now, I want you to find the umbilical cord. It's like a, a like wet rope, like the time we made that trailer hitch. And it's wrapped around the baby's neck. I want you to uncurl it so the baby can be born. You got it? You got hold of it? Okay. Uncurl it. Gentle. Slow, 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 slow. Okay, okay, okay. You think you got it done? You do? You sure? It's away from the baby's neck. Okay, now take your hand out. Gently, 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 gently. Okay, okay, Gracie, get ready to push, okay? One, two, three, push. Push. Push, Grace. Okay, Gracie, it's crowning, it's crowning, okay? Push. Push, Grace, push. Push. Oh, okay. Oh, hey, it's a And I played that clip because that line, I'm going to marry her. So this boy is five years old. He's just delivered a baby covered in afterbirth. Very strange. Is that like, that's a weird instinct to have. Like now I, like it's a God complex. Like I am now, I will now betroth her. Like it's like, I am attracted to her. I must marry her. I do like, and that's what this whole movie is based on this premise that at five, he delivered a baby and he's like, I am in love. And this movie is like, that is true love. That is what it's about. Like, he doesn't even know her and is in love with her and has been thinking about her for this many years. But he's never spoken to her or seen her since that fateful night when he was covered in afterbirth. Well, I, yes, yeah, something like some sort of deep primal kind of 
projection is happening in that moment. And, and and we never really like get to understand it that much. It's just something clearly has happened with his grief and then attaching to this baby. And then I don't know what looking for mom again. But the craziest part to me is that he seems to recognize her as an adult. So when he meets Gretchen Mall as an adult, and I think that's sort of happenstance, right? I mean, I watched this movie last week, so no, now I'm a uh, little... No, he is, going, he is going... Like, first of all, he we catch up to him 20 years later. He is in the middle of a breakup, and he makes a very faithful statement. I was like, you know what? I don't buy it. He says, uh, I'm never going to fall in love again. And I'm like, well... Okay, but then... So then he gets a job as a... He really wants to be a mosaic r- restorer? Restoration artist? Well, computers do most mosaics now, apparently. Computers have taken over the mos- the old school mosaic <laughs> he, building. Yeah, I, I, I think it, it, he says something at some point in the movie where right now he works on restoring them, but his hope is to become a mosaic artist. That is that is what he, he wants okay, to be th- an artist. This is what I love about the movie. Like, wow, what a setup. Not just like, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm a struggling chef. It's like, nope. I and- am a- and, so and then insane. he goes to a job where jo- John Polito, the great John Polito. Oh, love John um, Polito. Yeah, you're oh giving me the hi hat. You're giving me the hi hat. Um, John Polito is the fo- like the the guy who's who's running a thriving mosaic business. Who's like, I, I don't, I can't hire you, kid. I, I got enough guys, and it's bustling. It is a like they are doing some restoration in this town, but he does know that this is the town that the family is from because he does do a bakery delivery because he finally gets an apartment above uh, a bakery where the where the 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 baker, uh, the owner of the bakery says like, hey, and uh, don't have any parties up here because the last person had a lot of parties. When I say this is a small studio apartment, I don't know how whoever was before him had any parties in the above like space, like the bedroom space that he had there. But uh, again, it felt like that was a location that they scouted and they didn't really look around for it. But uh, yeah, he does move there knowing that she's there because he's looking for, that's why he's on his bike, not really paying attention. And then when he has that scene where he flips off the bike because the car door opens when he sees her for the first time. But again, you're right. He has no, I think his idea was like, okay, fine. His, she's always been in his head, whatever. But like he, Listen, we've all been newborns. We've all seen newborns. Sure. It is actually, I think, very rare for someone to appear as an adult and look and resemble the way they looked immediately after birth. Uh, like you're yeah. basically a pile of neurons and goo and and bloat and blood and like you don't look l- like your face hasn't formed. By the way, he we know that he left that house immediately. Like he yes, left we do know seconds that. after. So I think what we're watching happen is he is trying to deliver baked goods on his bike. Um, he gets lost. He stops at a house to ask directions. And when he go, he's not delivering to them. Uh, he okay. goes to That's ri- right. He goes to ring the doorbell and it's the swan doorbell from when he rang it as a little boy. I missed that. Oh, I, missed that, I forgot so, about that part. So he that. rang the doorbell as a little boy. You see him do it. Then, and he's holding a pink box of baked goods when he's a little boy. Same exact setup happens here. He rings the doorbell. He's holding the pink box. And you see him have a moment of like, 
oh, wait a minute, I've been here before. And then- I Didn't pick up on any of that. Okay. Then it's revealed. And then I don't think, I, and I might be wrong, I don't think he recognizes um, Gretchen Maul's character visually. I think he realizes- By sense? Smells? <laughs> no, by her name. Okay. Because when she's born, the last thing Brenda Blethyn says is, I, I'm going, her name is Anna. Her name is uh, Anna. And then I think in the 20 years later scene, someone says her name and he looks. And that is, I think that's what, I don't know that it's a sight recognition. You. I think he puts it all together like, oh, this is that house. These are those people. Wait a minute. That's her. And so then you maybe get, I'm wrong. No, I think you're 100% it, right. I think it's something. He's putting it together. I don't think he sees. Like, I don't think if he saw her at alone at in the street, he would be like, that's her. And then we get, okay. we get this great moment. This is the man child who thrust these very hands deep inside my reluctant womb and wrestled until he had wrenched life itself from my unwilling loins. <laughs> come here. Uh, that's the There she is, Anna, come here. I, I thought you were kidding. Isn't she magnificent? Mother, please. <laughs> Hi, nice to meet you. Okay. Last time we met you, you were covered in afterbirth. Talk about a meat cute. Wow. <laughs> Talk about it. But is this love? Listen, I mean, that's what this movie is trying to say. Like, is that love? Is that a faded moment? And it, and, and can, should that be the, the way this, that you this fall movie, in love? Yes. This movie really pushes the idea of love at first sight. You know, but love at a, first sight a, between a, a newborn old baby and a, a five-year-old. I, was like, I don't like know. Like a five-year-old who doesn't even understand like what marriage is, what, and like it, it is so odd. Like, like I could understand him going, I want to be a doctor. That would maybe be the yeah. the right I line. Mean, Not ultimately that he, ugh. and it's really sad. Like I, I actually was, this movie did get me in a few places. And one was in the beginning because I, I, I oh gosh, I was like, it's really quite sad that, that the way this boy is processing his like really primal grief over losing a parent and not having control over that is then like controlling this birth and bringing life into the world. And we're supposed to watch it and think this is faded and think like, oh, these two are really going to be meant to be together. And I'm just watching it thinking like this boy is never properly processed and integrated the, the trauma of losing his mother. Instead, he's it's all been sort of dealt with and and he's completely transferred it over to this moment and it's really it's it's actually really troubling yeah, well, it's yeah, really yeah June, it is a weird movie because again i this is like this weird thing that i feel with movies like this and about love and it's a movie like this movie was you know done in the 90s but i think there's so many of these films are like i love her but he knows nothing about her like there is no, like like she, she could be like a neo-nazi but like he you know knows like he knows way more about tilly 
Yeah. And is way yeah. more. I thought for sure they well, were going he to get together. He knows more about John Polito. That, 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 <laughs> turn, right. that turn would have been so much better that he thinks he's in love with yes. um, yeah. Gretchen Maul. And then eventually through reading to Jennifer Tilly and getting to know Jennifer Tilly, he realizes, oh, actually, I'm in love with her, you know? Yeah. Um, or maybe he should have been at a That would have been a more adult story, a normal, like, this movie wants to have magic like the magic of love inside of it. And, but inside of what is otherwise a very kind of practical family melodrama, you know, full of dour dads and hysterical oh. um, sisters. Um, oh no, I guess sister Jane Adams is a sister-in-law, right? She's Jeremy yeah. Piven's wife and he's the sibling, I think. Anyway, I think regardless, so, yeah. The fact that Jane Adams, immediately Jude Law is brought into the family. He's at family dinner. And then Jane Adams, I can't, I, this moment blew my mind so much, pulls a gun out and starts waving it around. And everybody is just chill. And they say that her therapist <laughs> gave it to her, but don't worry, he doesn't give her bullets. And I was like, on what planet? What on earth is happening? This is a crazy, crazy moment. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to kill myself. Oh, God, and then I'm going to kill him. Oh, no. Wait, don't keep doing that, Irene. Must we go through this every night? All right. How many times do I have to tell you, shoot me, then yourself? That's how it goes. Me, then you. Me, then you. Don't worry about it. Her therapist never gives her bullets. Unfortunately. Well, bite me. Give her the gun. Okay, okay. Here, take it. You know, I got it out of my system and I feel much better. She, the line is, she just likes to carry it around. Sorry, that's the line. <laughs> she just likes to carry it around. A gun. What? Well, the really most disturbing part is later on when she does actually sh like pull that gun out again and we assume there's no bullets and she's in the garage with Jeremy Piven accusing him of having an affair. I just want to pull out, pull out one thing. You know, who termed this phrase like the Chekhov's gun idea, right? Like if you introduce a gun in the first act, oh. it's got to go off in the third act. That's a Chekhov thing. And there we go. You're we introduced a gun right. in the first act and in the third act, it goes off. Again, it's a, it's a movie that like feels like someone took a Russian lit class and just took a lot of different things and put it together. But yeah, I don't think, you know, I, I thought like even a better version of this would be like Jude Law, like kind of falling in love with each one of the sisters, but he doesn't even do that. So when Jeremy Piven confronts him about like, you're fucking my wife. It's like, well, do you care? Are you fucking so like, I just didn't understand what they were trying to do. And I will why, say why, yeah. it is a great piece of acting. The scene when Jane Adams does shoot Jeremy Piven, because throughout the movie, she's been playing a very like, in, like a, a straight down the middle, Jane Adams kind of frazzled, harried character who's really great and she's doing great. And then when she has the scene with him where she's saying, uh, are you fucking her? Or, 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 I can't remember what she's saying exactly. She and said, she's got are, the you, guy are you having an affair? Are you having an affair? She is so calm, cool, oh, and collected. Amazing. It is... It's, it's a amazing. great turn. And 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 there are 
inside and I keep coming back. I wrote it throughout my notes. I keep coming back to it being the family stone because it's so <laughs> much like the family stone with a dying matriarch. She's been sick with something. Yeah, I loved her character. I mean, just as odd as she could be. But I I I was like, why? So John Tenney, her so Gretchen Mull's fiance in the movie, and we, you know, is I guess set up as a square and someone that we're not supposed to want her with. But I was watching this movie. I'm like, I don't think there's anything wrong with this guy. Well, that's why I he think that like she, I think I do think that's the point. I don't think he's supposed to be bad. I don't think he's supposed to be bad. I don't just he's doesn't to excite be, I her. Think just I think he's not. She just doesn't love him. I think he's supposed to have all the qualities she thinks she should have. Oh, you know? I guess. Um, and I don't know. Maybe something middle aged has done something to me. But I was like, I think they have a very nice rapport. Uh, well, they I mean, do. Oh, no, no. I think they do. I think that's I think that the movie wants it to be that he doesn't need to be a villain to not be her guy. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. She, she has it. a good she has a good speech at some point where she's like, he has, you know, um, he's helped my family. He's done this. He's done. And I do think we're supposed to believe he's a good guy, but she loves this other guy. Love because this movie is like, what never, is love? He didn't deliver yeah. her from the womb. So clearly he can't love her. She can't love him. But then mm. it's sort of like. You don't, you're not really rooting for her to like, I don't think I'm rooting for him because Jude, Jude Law also is like, what's Jude Law? Like, I guess, you know, he's a mosaic artist who's been dumped, who seems to be, you know, not finding his purpose. And then when he reads his poem, Wanted, wanted, Anna Swan, hair blonde, eyes on fire, age 9,000 days already gone. What is that exactly? In already in love or maybe a liar. That's enough. Come on, <laughs> you. This is good. Approach with caution, Anna Swan. Your soul's a sitting duck. Armed and dangerous, Anna Swan. My heart's a bell already struck. <laughs> Children present. I'm dying, expiring, Anna Swan. The experts all assure me. My only hope is Anna Swan. That's the <laughs> Only your love can cure me. Yeah. Oh. Like that poem to me, like, am I falling in love with that poem? Like, you know, like she catches his eye and he's serious. And then I guess she realizes that he, he wrote it. But I don't even know if like it's that romantic. I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to feel here. Like, again, it doesn't feel like are these things that are making. They, well, it's interesting for me. I never felt like they were in love. And never. I just couldn't and I couldn't wait for them to realize it. You know what I mean? Right. Like because, also because so much of the movie is. And I was kind of shocked once I saw where it was going. Normally a movie like this, the I'm in love with you, you're in love with me reveal would happen much later. But basically Jude Law comes and tells um, uh, Gretchen Maul's character that he's in love with her at the end of act one, beginning of act two. He tells her immediately and it's just and she's like, no, thanks. And it's just that. And that's like, then that begins yeah. the part of it where he's in, remember he's in the play? Remember the part of the movie where he's in a play? Well, June, I wanted to ask a couple <laughs> questions about this play. So first of all, June, you were in Medea. You did a version of Medea, right? I did. A, yeah, I did a play called Medea Machine. Okay. Yes. Well, I, if you're familiar with it, I wanted to ask, do they bring out a pig in the first act to just, like, it seemed like that play opens with, a pig, a man dressed like they are doing just a straight up, not a interpretation, but they are doing Medea. The play opens with Jude Law having to run out on stage and be whacked with bats 
as a pig. Is that from well, that? I, I don't think so. But also I was confused because it's like, I, I don't know if he's playing. I think Medea's husband is Jason in the play. But Ooh. I'm also like, well, they make a big deal out of how he needs to be a man. But I'm like, well, he's in a full pig costume. He doesn't need to be anyone because we have no idea who's anybody could there. be playing that yeah. anybody could be playing he also that doesn't role. seem to have lines <laughs> no, no he, he just no lines. Well, he walks no right lines. on the stage and is beaten with bats <laughs> because it's a theater company about it's a theater company like no dicks allowed essentially or some version of that it was like there's no men allowed it's like the and so martha plumpton who is great in this and really really funny is putting together this production she brings it to his attention on his lunch break this is my favorite scene in the whole movie like he's working in what seemingly is like pretty in like a regular construction job, restoring this church or something in this small town. And and the all the construction workers are in the same like quaint bakery, like eating their lunch. Like these guys who look like oh they should God. be sitting on like a steel girder of like, you know, uh, 30 you know feet it's above like, the it's street. Like thir- it's like 30 Danny Aiello's. Yes. <laughs> Here's the thing, people. Walmart Plus is the membership that saves you time and money on the stuff you'd expect, but also on the stuff you don't. Let me explain. Did you know with your Walmart Plus membership, you can save money on gas? Yeah. Save gas while you drive the kiddos to soccer practice. Plus, visit your in-laws. Plus, venture into the wilderness. Plus, wherever you want to go. Because Walmart Plus also saves you time and money with free delivery. Perfect for ordering new remote batteries or coffee when somebody finishes it without telling you. And then, you know, eats all your snacks that you have stored in the back of that pantry for movie night. How dare they? Plus, you can actually even save on the actual movies with a Paramount Plus subscription. Stream Top Gun Maverick plus Mean Girls plus Jack Reacher plus so much more because savings is what this whole Walmart Plus membership is all about anyways. Members save on gas plus free delivery plus Paramount Plus plus so much more. Start a free 30-day trial at www.walmartplus.com. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions, $35 order minimum, Paramount Plus essential plan only, separate registration required. Today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp. You know, there are things that we need to get off our chest. Maybe someone in your life, a loved one, is driving you crazy, but they don't mean to be driving you crazy. And you want to vent and you want to get it out, but you just don't want to drop it on them because you're not really mad at them. Maybe you're mad at yourself because we all have these things that set off our stressors, right? We keep them bottled up and they start to affect us. And we start to then affect other people because our energy is off. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, you get matched, and then guess what? If you don't like your therapist, you can switch to another licensed therapist at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bonkers today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bonkers. I was traveling with my kids. We stopped to get breakfast at Shake Shack and my kids said, mom said, we can have milkshakes. And I was so tired. It didn't make sense to me. But I was like, if June says the kids can have milkshakes, I'll get them milkshakes. I got them milkshakes. June's like, I never said that. And you know what? 
I felt ripped off. I felt ripped off by my own kids. And that's the feeling I don't ever like to have. I never like to get ripped off by anyone. And that's why Harry's started their company of Harry's Razors, because they saw customers getting ripped off by questionable products in the shaving industry, and they decided to do something better. That's right. They decided to do a razor that had a great price, high customer satisfaction, that had a no-risk trial, and they have other self-care products that meet the same quality standards as their razors, okay? I love the body wash, and they have deodorant that smells damn good. I gotta tell you, I love these razors. They are perfect, and now I am a paying subscriber. That's right. So do not settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3. That's right. Go to harrys.com slash bonkers. That's harrys.com slash bonkers for a $3 trial set. To go back to John Tenney and, and this idea that he's not the right guy. I think this is what I have an issue with Jason is like, because at one point I, f- I remember Jude Law saying to her, does he make you laugh? And I guess my point of it, my point of view on it was like, sir, do you make her laugh? Like, I'm not seeing <laughs> that you are dazzling her or really are doing anything or connecting with her until that scene where, you know, they have a night out, but it just didn't feel like their chemistry was, um, there was no counterpoint to it. I was like, well, I, I don't know. In some ways, I think that John Tenney has more of a connection with her than you do. I'm not seeing I otherwise. I completely agree. I completely agree. I think you're a hundred percent right. The movie doesn't give us a compelling Jude Law, Gretchen Mall romance to no. to be rooting for it. We just know via plot mechanics that's where we're going. I but I you think know? I um, think what they're trying to do is say, okay, bear with me on this. I think that they're trying to say that Gretchen uh, Gretchen Mole is a fearful person who doesn't take any chances, and so what Jude Law is doing is adding chaos into her world. So if she is to embrace the chaos, she would be freeing herself from this world where everything is set. Like, so it's less about her love and more about him releasing her, not even from him, but from her own cage of self-doubt. Well, uh, there's a moment I think that is important that, um, kind of lays this out which is when the when Brenda Blethen is in um is in bed and the nurse is there giving her uh her treatment and Brenda Blethen is kind of in and out of lucidity um and she is looking at uh Anna she's looking at Gretchen Mall but she's talking to her as if she's Jennifer Tilly she's calling her Jennifer right. Tilly's name And she said, I'm worried about Anna. I'm worried about Anna. And she says, she gives this little speech about how Anna basically doesn't take any risks and doesn't live her life. She she basically lays out what uh, what Anna's kind of um, uh, what's holding Anna back. And then Anna leaves the room like, huh? Uh, But she tells her as if she's telling Jennifer Tilly. And then the nurse looks at her like, you sly fox. And Brenda Blethen like basically gives like a wink to the camera. It's like she knew she was telling that to Gretchen. She was trying to get her out of it. 
I think that's kind of what it is, is that Gretchen Maul feels so responsible for her whole family. For she that That's her breakdown at the end. She's like, I have to take care of you. I have to take care of dad. I have to. And Jennifer Tilly says, you don't have to take care of any of us. We That's then, not your job. But then this movie does also posit like the minute they both come and have their their moment of where they finally connect, the mom can finally die. Like, that's what happens. Like, yeah. they have sex for the first time tough. and the mom dies in like in the middle of them having sex and then she misses everything and maybe that's part of it it's like oh she should have been there for a long time oh yeah you think that they went for a, like a big uh a well big i don't night know session? but like they seem to be asleep forever because like all the family Ooh. members are there and it was just like i i, I don't know I, I, they, they, they needed that rest but but by the they way but by rest. the way it's still night but it's still night it when is, she comes. It seems like they really passed out. You know? And then, and then I love that the way that her cue that her mom is dead is when she arrives to the house, she looks up at the window, the window is broken and she's like, oh, that's right. Whenever someone dies in okay. this house. <laughs> now, when she walks in the house, yes, when she walks in the house, John Tenney is there. Some other people are there. And in the dining room is a mariachi band. Well, that's Jesus. Isn't that's- that Jesus's? crew or no is that from the wedding oh god because they do get married right they get married that day like that's the other thing too it's like is that that from the wedding maybe because this movie seems to also take place i mean it feels like it could take place in a week but maybe it takes place over months i don't know because because when meg tilly i I think the movie takes place over months i think the death happens in a matter of 48 hours oh no yes i agree but i'm saying but like but like when Meg Tilly meets Jesus, and we got to talk about that for a couple Jennifer minutes. Tilly. Oh, sorry. When Jennifer right. Tilly meets oh, yeah, Jesus, Tilly. Uh, when she meets Jesus, right? Wait a minute. Am I right or am I wrong? We You're are. Right. I don't know why I was saying Meg Tilly before. Yeah. It's well, Jennifer no. Meg Tilly is her sister, who's also an actor. Right, but it's definitely not Meg Tilly. No, it's, it's Jennifer. Definitely Tilly. Jennifer Tilly. We're right? really good. Yeah, it is. It's a hundred percent Jennifer Tilly. Wait a minute. Cody is blowing our minds and saying it's Jennifer. It's Jennifer Tilly. It is. No, I knew that even though I was saying Meg Tilly. I was again, in my you're mind not wrong. thinking I you're, about. We've all said Meg, but we <laughs> but it is Jennifer. <laughs> Wait, Cody, no, it is Meg actually. Wait. It's Meg. It's Meg. No, it's Jennifer it's Je- Tilly. <laughs> Wait, what's happening? I'm losing my mind. It is. Why hasn't anybody corrected us? People listening to the episode must be going insane. It's Jennifer Wait, Tilly. I you know, know definitively. I said Meg Tilly. What's really I, crazy is I know I said oh, Meg I think, Tilly and I was referring to Jennifer Tilly. And now I'm like, wait a second. Oh, we restarted the podcast so because like, Jason corrected me happening. in the beginning because I got it right. I, wait, have I corrected? I think I've corrected people both ways. I think I've corrected you both ways. I think I think I've gone That's both ways. Right. On I it. think I said Jennifer at first, and you were like Meg, and I was like, "Of course, Meg." And then I heard June, and I was like, "Oh, it's Meg." And then I knew I was looking at the screen that says Jennifer. But I said Meg, and then you just said, "But that's what I meant." So you didn't even like you. You said, "Well, that's what I meant." I don't but, know what's going on. But all we know is wow. a Tilly sister. <laughs> it's a Tilly. It's a Tilly. A Tilly falls in love with Jesus when she meets Jesus. All right, so uh, Jude Law at this point is still f- falling into friendship with the family and kind of saying like. I'm going to be around, even if I can't be in love with Anna, I will be around with the family. And he's trying to be uh, Jennifer Tilly's connection to the sighted world and bring her to this club and reading her Anna Karenina. But it's like it's like a 
like a real dance club, not like a, it's not a, but he's reading her a fancy ball and he's it's bringing like her. It's like a nightclub. Yeah. By the way, where did this movie take place? Because at certain points I thought it was a small Southern town. And then when he leaves that theater production and they like run down, first of all, he leaves the, the stage and seemingly is on like flight four of a building. So I don't know what theater company he's a well, part also, of. Also, at the end, when they go to the train station, it's Union Station in Los Angeles. So, yes. right? Yeah, so and then I was like, wait, it, that, I wrote then and only then, is this movie set in L.A.? Well, because he gets, when she gets the cab, that's also L.A. Center Studios, the home of uh, everything uh, that you would ever see. Uh, and he... But it's like, oh, wait, this is a metropolitan city. I didn't get that at all. It felt so small town to me. <sighs> it is suburban, but they must be, you know, they're they're playing it like it's, you know, it's a suburban city. They live in the suburbs of a bigger city, I guess. So I they're at this club. He's trying to reach her. He gets challenged to dance with this man's girlfriend. And he goes, if, I, if you don't dance with her, I'm going to stab you. And then... That was weird. That was... Yeah. Bad. So then Jude Law has to dance with... This woman, he's like, he leaves Jennifer Tilly off to the side, who obviously is in a, a foreign area where she doesn't, not a foreign, I mean like a, a new area that she doesn't uh, quite understand. She doesn't know what's going on. And she's kind of standing in the corner while another man, Jesus, is flirting with her. But because she's blind and he doesn't know that, he's like, why is my moves not working on her? And then you think, oh, this is a great chance for her to have her meet cute. Then she starts dancing with him. And then when Jude Law is done dancing with the girlfriend that he was forced to dance with, the boyfriend of that girlfriend then does stab him. Again, this movie does, this movie has knives and guns and hospital visits and car accidents. It's a lot. Well, that's, and those are all the moments that truly, I mean, and maybe this is because of they're trying to have all of these big beats from Russian literature. Uh, you know, maybe that's why a lot of this stuff is so heightened. But those heightened moments are exactly what kind of break the otherwise, what would be a fun family romantic melodrama. You know what I mean? Oof. Like, because there's stabbings and shootings, because there are these huge things that's, and because the family doesn't react to them, as outrageous events, the family yeah. just reacts to them kind of like a with a huh, yeah. you know, like she she they shoots Jeremy Piven, no big deal. Yeah. They just keep going. These would they be keep on keeping massive on. events in their lives. <laughs> and, and by the Me way, when we cut to the hospital after Jude Law has been stabbed, we see uh, Jennifer Tilly and Jesus. And by the way, this movie loves they have a character named Jesus because they use that that joke a million times. Like, hey, where's Jesus? Oh, Jesus, don't, you know. Anyway, so they're sitting there and they're waiting. It looks like, oh my gosh, Jude may be in surgery. What's going on? And they're waiting, waiting. And then Gretchen Moll comes in and, and she's like, well, is everything okay? It's like, yeah, he's okay. And then Jude Law enters with like two cups of coffee as if he's also been waiting in the waiting room for himself. Like, like he's like, oh, got the coffee. He's like, like he wasn't like discharged. He, comes in with two cups of coffee in hand for the people waiting in the, the way that you might go like, hey, we'll hmm. stay here in the waiting room. Come get us coffees. Like, what were they doing? What was going on? What was happening there? Who also, knows? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I mean, who knows? I think the thing that I loved and, 
you know, I know I'm talking about Chekhov, but like to see that all of these adult siblings, and I know that they have a sister that they're kind of imprisoning and they're all functioning as caretakers, I guess, or at least Gresham Mall is, but to see that they all have so many reasons as adults, children to be in this house. Like they're well, yeah, I never understood why they're there. And Jeremy Piven's like a famous doctor, like a, a, an ER surgeon, like on call, like like they have a lot. They have professional big jobs. They're not just like. And it's not even like they're saying, "Oh, we have Sunday dinner, family right. Sunday dinner, or no, something no, 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 that you no. can." Just, they just they're there. They, it's treated as if they all live at home together. You know, truly, it's it I, is bizarre. It's bizarre, and I, what I also love about it is there it there does seem to be other there seems to be some children like there's sort of a five or six year old girl and then there's a baby but that's not why they're there it's like they the children in this movie are an afterthought it's not like oh we're all kind of going to be here for the kids it's like no we're the adults are here and the children happen to be here the the story is about these adults who we saw as kids, not these kids who are someday going to be adults. They are they are a giant. Who cares? It's who a very cares? it's a movie. It's a movie it's a about TV show. It's like yeah. It's a movie about it's this is us. It's a movie about very selfish people in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, and the best way that I can illustrate that is. Um, Gretchen Maul's character is, I can't remember, she's taking out the trash or something. She's outside of the house and she watches inside through the window as Jennifer Tilly and Jesus are having this incredibly romantic moment that then turns into a very passionate moment, right? And right. Gretchen Maul observes this from the outside. And then she comes inside and says, the most passionate thing in my life happened to someone else. Hey, guess what? That's not your life. The most passionate thing in your life isn't what happened. You can't you can't take Jennifer Tilly's passionate moment and say, I want that. That was mine. That was for me. Is she saying because she's her? I'm going to read that again. The most passionate thing, the most most passionate thing in in my my life life happened happened to to someone someone else. She says the most passionate thing in my life, in my life, total, right? In my, all my years, the most passionate thing in my life happened to someone else. What? That is crazy. I think what she's, I think a part of her journey is like, she has been a full-time caretaker and you could argue like she's been holding on. She's been holding the reins way too tight. Yeah, um, I agree with all of this, and, and it might just be a bad line. You know what I mean? It well, might just I mean, be a bad she, line. I mean, because in a way, I don't think she, if, I don't think they're trying to make her say, "Right, you took my," you know. I don't think I no, really. I, I don't I, think I agree so. with you, June. I agree with you, June. I just thought it was like this is the way the we, the movie has a disconnect with what I think it is saying and what yes. it is mean. Yeah, I mean, because truly, I think what they're trying to say is like, you know, her sister may be blind, but Anna is the one who can't see what is in front of her, right? Like, that's what they're trying to, I think that's what they're trying to be like, oh, Anna, 
Anna's the blind one, and she needs she yeah. needs her connection to the sighted world, which is Jude Law, to pull her out into the light. And and Jennifer Tilly can actually experience and live a life, but she was actually caging Jennifer Tilly. Like she kept her in a cage because she was in a cage. And so, like in a weird way, Anna thinks I'm taking. Oh, I love this movie. Anna thinks I'm taking care of my entire family, but what she's doing is keeping them all in a box and not actually letting them spread their wings like uh, she looks at this as like i'm the mother of all these people and i don't know did i lose well yeah i'm the caretaker and this moment you know truthfully is a epiphany for her and she goes she says this line uh and then she goes straight to jude law you know which is you know this is what to you know uh your point you know the thing that she didn't realize is right in front of her face the thing she wants is rather right in front of her face she just needs to see it and yeah. so she goes and she she finds Jude Law and they have their first kind of they have their 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 their, their night together their passionate night together in which you know she misses her mother's death you know but, um, she but she's there. choosing for the first time. She's choosing, I guess, herself. You know, I would. I will say, it's so hard because, like, when I'm watching this movie, I'm like, oh yeah, I do want her to have sex with Jude Law. Jude Law is a beautiful man. He looks, I thought, amazing in this movie. And I was like, but that's all I want for her. There's right. nothing you don't want about him, to- him. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, you should definitely. I would love you to experience that. That sounds awesome. But that's All right, calm down. it. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I don't think he's ever looked better. I mean, I think he's he looks great now. But wow, he looks great in this. movie. I mean, he looks real oh, young and he's and he's charming as fuck. She you know what I mean? Is. Like he's I get it. Uh, but I think, you know, she is, you know, she is set up in the movie as, you know, uptight type A kind of trying to keep control over herself, over everybody else. And he is, uh, you know, and they don't do a very good job showing this, but he is a, f- a carefree, freewheeling artist who, you Mosaic know, lives above a bakery. Artist, and, um, yeah, you exactly. know the type. <laughs> you know the mo- You know. But you know, by the way, you talked about that. We've you, all done our time with them in our twenties. You know, they're putting, oh, they're, you, they're you, you've been picking there. up a plate of yours, they're breaking it, and then they're putting it back together in tiny little pieces. <laughs> but by the way, you said that the, you said that the kid looked down the barrel of the camera. There's a moment, like a montage moment in this movie, where there's an overhead shot of Jude Law mosaicing. You know, a lot of yeah. basically making a tile. And by the way, like, portrait another, in one night. Another sort of weird fucking. I mean, I love that detail about him. I was like, I am obsessed with this. I think this is so amazing. But it's also the movie's going for these themes of like he's putting the pieces of this family back together. I guess that oh. are so. But they none of it, it it none of it. He's really... rearranging the pieces of their family. Like he's he took their plate, broke it, and made a new plate. <sighs> Wait, does he is his his materials aren't from their house, are they? No. No, no. Okay. Okay. But I agree. I do think, I do think there is thematically something there about like taking broken things and making something beautiful out of them. I I do. I do want to just say really lands. I I just want to no, And and I will point out one little thing. You said the kid looked at the camera, but in that scene when he is putting the mosaic together, I don't know if this is a choice, but it feels like it was Jude Law, the actor going like, he looks up at the, like the camera's above his head. And at one point he just looks directly into the camera as if, like, did you get it? Are we done with this now? Like, because he 
stares down the barrel. Like it was an odd shot to have an over. Like I felt like I felt seen. Did you you notice too when when he goes through that moment? I think it's after her mother's death where he's like, I'm not going to be with her anymore. And and he sort of like tries to rid her from his memory that he was scratching off or wiping down. Yes. Her name that he had written on the side of his bed. And then she saw that, but she saw that when they had sex. Oh, you're right. That was so strange. There are things about him. I mean, and I, I have had this experience where, you know, men say, I love you too soon. And, and so many men have fallen in love with me. Wow, it's so, really interesting. It's just like, I, so I understand, I was deeply related to this. But oh, How many people are, okay, got it. Go. It's just, it's honestly gets. It's a real turn off for you. Annoying. But no, but it, it, it is, I felt this about him, which was like, his, her name was on, on his bedroom wall. But it's like this fixation and him saying, I love you so quickly and, and admitting that he was in love with her. It's like, buddy. You don't know her. You do not well, know her. So well, that's you, what I'm saying. That's a, yes. this is like a whole. He is you. You're coming off as like literally insane. Well, that's what I'm saying. And that's a, there's a whole series of movies that are built on this premise of I've seen her at the coffee shop. It's like it. The, I like I don't know anything about her. It's such a weird, like weird thing to be like. I'm in love with her. Like I need to meet her. I need to talk to her. Like all those things are fine, but. I'm in love, like I am in love is weird. What's a bummer about the story, and I'm sure some listeners are furious at us because all of these characters or all of this plot is directly referencing a specific book, play, story or something. But it would make so much more sense if Jude Law, having now become an orphan himself, he is now, he's lost both of his parents. And this family, Brenda Blethyn was his mother's best friend, and that this family feels a a kinship to him, feels like he is another one of their extended family, another one of their children, and brings him back into the fold. And in, and then the events on the the events as they happen happen because you would feel a little bit more of a connection, a tether between these entities, but because they set it up as pure happenstance pure accident that he's riding a bike he gets lost he rings a doorbell and there they mm-hmm. are that feels insane to me why utterly wouldn't he utterly why fate. wouldn't he have Jason, kept in fate. touch it's fate yes it is and that's the problem the problem is the movie wants fate and it should have romance right because you know it should have a building romance not not fate so now it's it's gonna be fate so just wait till the end and he also tricked her into having sex because he did give her a two-sided coin so he knew that like he set up the gig like she said if i flip this coin i'll have sex with you or we'll walk away forever and he gave her the two-sided coin so he did trick her there's a lot of things about him that are creepy but she lied to him she lied to him and she said it was tails so that oh right that That was sex right but then they I did. I mean, yes, oh, you're right. right. You're right. That's yeah. that's the next time. Right. right that's, exactly. that's in the train station. In the train station where she's wearing a slight um, a dress and a tiny cardigan, and she pulls a single coin out of an inside sweater pocket. Well, that's <laughs> I, I love when actors. I love when <laughs> actors know and pull a prop from the exact place it is. 
Right. You know, she has a single coin inside a sweater pocket as if she knows she's going to need to flip it later. There it's, is. There is. Ama- I love it. There's a great uh, scene on The Good Fight, uh, the speak- the sequel to The Good Wife, where um, like an actor is embedded in their law firm at one point, And they're just talking about acting. And he's like, let me show you like a real person realizing that they left their phone at home and an actor realizing that they left their phone at home. And he like does this whole thing where he's like, he walks out, he pats himself down, uh, turns around and goes back. And he's like, let me show you a real person doing it. And he just walks and then turns around. Like no, no emotion. (laughs) And I was like, oh, that's such a great distillation of like that, like those moments where it's like, oh, you know, like you're, you're almost self frisking yourself or you have everything. Like I'm trying to grab a headset for my kids in my car that I'm there all the time. And, and I've gone through so much of what you do is dispassionate. Right. And unemotive. Mm. It is just practical. So much of how we live is just practical, but actors give life to everything. So we would be to. exhausted. We would be exhausted if we lived our ordinary lives like that. Emotionally investing in every, every single decision. moment. Yes. But it's also like, you know, it's not in, it's not necessarily interesting or compelling to watch someone have no... Right. No. Oh, of course. You know, so it's it's delicate dance. Well, okay. Let me read you both this. Uh, so <laughs> a I classic, guess, a classic, a classic DD. Uh, yeah. There we go. Uh, and that's what this movie should have been called, the delicate dance. But it is called music from another room. Why and that is ties, it called a music? Why? Well, music from because room? that's what they say love is. What is love? That's the conversation around the table. And here is the quote. Baby, don't hurt me. He goes, you know when you're, no, I liked it. Uh, You know how when you're listening to music playing from another room and you're singing along because it's a tune that you really love, when a door closes or a train passes so you can't hear that music anymore, but you sing along anyway, then no matter how much time passes, when you hear that music again, you're still in that exact same time with it. That's what it's like. That is love. Why does it have to be in another room, though? I don't know why it has to be in another room. It should be right in front of you, right? I I, I guess I understand it now because they fall in love. He falls in love with her when he's a child. Then they have this period where they don't see each other for 20 years. And then they pick right back up. Okay, right, we cannot right? say he falls in love with her as a child. No, no, no. He, no, no. You're right. He does. You're right. You're right. He but does. he says, this I'm going to marry her. He movie. says, I'm going to marry her. And then at one point, before they've had any connection, he goes, I want to have tons of kids with you. And the cab driver's like, hey, I hope it uh, looks like her, because he's dressed as a pig. But, uh, <laughs> but, I mean, it is like, he is... Like, I'll have kids with you. I want to do this. Like, he is unhinged. At the very beginning of the movie, Jude Law moves back to, I'm just going to say Los Angeles. Sure. uh, To move in with this woman who is moving out. And he's saying, I'm here to be with you. And she's basically saying, I told you not to. I'm going to be with this other guy. she didn't do it. You know, and so I think what we're supposed to kind of understand is that Jude Law is bad at love he doesn't understand what love is how love works and this right, movie his first might girlfriend be- says to him you you uh you don't know like he says like uh what does he say like she's like he's like i love you and he goes but why why you know i never told you like it was a weird like he broke up with his girlfriend it seemed like he's he's bad at love he's bad at love even no, though she-, she broke up with him right she broke up with him and he's saying i love you and she's like i'm not in love with i don't love you like you're not getting it guy like he's bad at this and i think what the movie is trying to do is show us him learning through experience with this family how to 
actually be in love with someone. You oh, know? it's not it, successful then at all. Oh, it's radically unsuccessful. I, mean, I, I actually I think a better he, setup would be him not believing in love and not believing right. in, you Absolutely. know. Well, they try to set that up by him going, I'm never going to fall in love again. And then two scenes later, he's not only fallen yeah, in love. Yeah, but I think it would... I think it would have been better if like he had broken up with this girl in the beginning of the movie and like he doesn't believe in it. And and then it sort of happens to him and he's reminded of this because um, right now I it's agree. just like I, it's like, a movie uh, about a, a like a, a true psychopath. Right. He is. He's like he once he has like once he gets back in with that family, he is just he he anonymously sends her a poem. He is he is just he tells her he loves her. Like you said, June, straight out of the gate. She's like, I didn't ask for this. I don't want this. My boyfriend is right there. I don't understand. This is A, too much and B, inappropriate. Like this is, you need to get get your shit together, my guy. And and that that is the trajectory he should be on, which is getting his shit together. But it's not exactly what happens. Like the movie isn't quite about him and it's not quite about her and it's not quite about the family. And that's where it fails. It's uh, it, nobody gets good growth. Everybody just gets to speak to it. Yes. And and the music in the music from the other room, I guess, is this. <laughs> this made me very happy. Oh, I mean, I mean, there it is. I mean, that was, that is the, that is their love. I mean, right there. Now that I appreciated, that song I appreciated. It was played, I think, seven times throughout the course of the movie. at least. At least, you gotta, including I think when they're having sex. Yeah, oh, yeah, well, like, that was when it had if to somebody, be. Somebody, if somebody put this on while we were being intimate, I would be like, we we can't, I can't do this. <laughs> I, need to, I need, I need to never talk to you again. All right. Well, obviously we have opinions about this, but uh, there are people out there with a different opinion. It is now time for second opinions. There's more than one way to skin a cat. Lots of ways to watch a film like that What sparks joy might burn someone else What freezes my heart might make yours melt Second opinions Feel free to disagree All right, thank you for that theme song. I love it. A lot of positive reviews. This movie... Um, has 208 total reviews. Not a lot, but as far as the average rating, 61% of them are five stars. And people just write things like, it's a splendid movie. Anyone who doesn't like this movie needs to read a war novel and not bother with romantic movies. That's from Tex, uh, who gives it five out of five. But I want to get into <laughs> uh, uh, Sinest, who calls this movie a gem. She also loves the scene where the child's hands unfur unfurl a biblical cord. But... Uh, Sinest writes, just only a couple of difficult to believe moments in here. Danny's pledge of not falling in love ever again. I'm sure it was the director's idea. Jude is just too fine of an actor for that misstep. Then Grace moving around with a nine month old baby in her belly as if it was a pillow tucked in, which of course it was. 
and the dying scene, which seems to have a bit too much strength for a woman. Just moments away from death, and they don't diminish from the overall endearing impact of the movie, but it's hard to believe. Five stars. It's a gem. Um, and <laughs> I love that those are the missteps. Uh, Stephanie Morosi writes, if you like movies like The Princess Bride and Titanic, you'll like this one <laughs> even more. <laughs> it's a movie about true love. Uh, this one written by Tammy Shaw Dixon. I ordered this for our 20th anniversary coming up in November. This was, quote unquote, our movie when we were dating long Whoa. distance. The theme song will be the song that we danced to at our vow renewal in November. And oh, this no. is an wow. anniversary gift since we had it in VHS and there was no way to view it anymore. This is such a great movie. And finally, from Maggie, she writes, great movie about what the blind can see and what the sighted cannot. Also, how a man named Jesus brought a woman out of darkness into the light. Love conquers all. Five stars. Wow. I mean, I don't disagree with that description. I didn't get the Jesus connection until now. Uh, This movie did come out in 98. Uh, It did um, get a... A domestic and worldwide gross of $118,000. Uh, it did not. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, $118,000. There was no uh, budget known. The tagline for this film is, their romance began on the day she was born. And uh, <laughs> and this is a high-ranked tomato meter movie. It's got a 67% uh, audience score. People love this movie. And... Uh, Unfortunately, I guess if he was ranking this movie on the tomato meter, Jude Law would not uh, rank it high. As he has said, this is his least favorite film. It's the only film I ever made for money. I really didn't like it. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, (laughs) wow. And uh, yeah. Um, And uh, they said there are a number of references to the book Anna Karenina. They include, but not limited to, Anna going out to skate for the first time when she meets Danny, the lecherous brother, and a final scene involving a train. So those are just a couple of uh, tidbits for us, uh, all of our Russian I, lit fans. I will say that, uh, you know, we, we touched on it, uh, or, or rather one of these reviews touched on it, a bit critically, but I, I'm going to go the opposite direction. Brenda Blevins' deathbed scene brought me to very real tears. That was yeah. a heartbreaking scene, I thought, and was beautifully acted, beautifully done. Um, like I was like, oh, this movie is making me cry, even though I am not invested in this story. It, it, that is testament to, I think, what a great actor she is. And what a yeah. great performance! I mean, that by the is. way, she because also gives she gives a line reading that, like that line we talk about, like oh, how do you deliver certain lines? When she says, "What's the other term for ejaculate?" and they're like, "Oh, oh yeah, come," yeah, yeah. and she's like, "Right, right." Like, I mean, even that, like, I'm like, oh, oh they didn't give me any weird vibes at all. I was like, "This is a oh, crazy she's line," great. She's but I was great. like, "I love it, I love it." And the father's also she's, her husband is a little. Like, like he's also a little weird, right? I mean, the father. Well, is- he's. They say that he doesn't believe in love. They, they. Someone says that dad does. Daddy doesn't. He's. He's meant to be cold, like a cold kind of uh, r- removed emotionally man, I believe. Um, and and Brenda Blethen is like the warmth and the love of the house. Um, it fe- it feels like in the house. Um, 
you know, I think that it's the it really is the story of these women. It is it's Brenda Blethyn, it's Gretchen Maul, it's Karen Tilly, and you know that's what it's about. That's Jason, that's who we're talking I'm, about. I, what? I now hear it. It's not Karen. <laughs> it, it's definitely Jennifer Tilly. The thing that I'm it's embarrassed not Karen about Tilly? is not Karen Tilly. Is that I? Oh, sorry. I think I, I said a number of times. I was like, I, just, and I was like. <laughs> Again, it's it rolls I off. Heard, Wait, you know what I'm really guys, embarrassed by? I ju- just, that was a joke, guys. It's Meg or I, it's Meg or Jennifer. I knew it was. I a know, joke. I know it was a joke. Oh, I, oh, oh, no, okay. no, I knew it was okay. a joke too. But I was saying it, it rolled off your tongue so like I not that I was like. I think what we're hearing. I think I think I knew it was a joke, but I think it it illuminated something for me, which is like we're focused on Tilly, 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 Tilly. So yes. the first yes. part of it is neither here nor there. Well, so much so that in my notes, I only referred to her as Tilly. Tilly rides a yeah. bike. Tilly, Tilly goes Tilly to the that. disco. And when I was, what I'm embarrassed about is what I was saying earlier on when I first brought up Tilly was that I was saying like I just love, I'm obsessed with with Meg Tilly. I love listening to her. I love I could watch her forever. And now that's actually true of both Tillys. But I do have a real soft spot in my heart for Jennifer Tilly. And I just wanted to report from the front lines that I've while we've been recording now, I've been listening and very engaged, but I've also been doing a little bit of a Google search on the relationship between Meg and Jennifer Tilly. And some of their backstory. And let me just say, they're very close. And they've been through a lot. Meg has talked about it. Jennifer has not. And I just really love their relationship. So. Oh, nice. I think, I guess this is just connected because I think even if you're Meg Tilly listening or if you're Jennifer Tilly, I think both of them, much like what Gretchen Maul says about her sister, would appreciate the other's you know, success and joy in life. Oh, just as right. The, the best own. thing that happened to me. So you think that Jennifer Tilly might say the best thing that's ever happened to me is watching my sister in Meg. music from another. Yes. And I think Meg would say the same of Jennifer. Now, let me just tell you something. When I typed in their two names into, into Google, the first thing that popped up is this. Are Meg Tilly and Jennifer Tilly the same person? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> This, uh, that's a, what a great what a great thing to wonder are they the same person not are they sisters not are they related are, are they, they the, the same, same person? people also ask are they the same person <laughs> but meg tilly doesn't have that voice no no uh you know no <laughs> full i mean st- full stop <laughs> no but i guess that's what i'm like surprised about it's like they're very much so not the same person like they i think they do look sure, alike, like but like, like the will the wilson brothers the, the wilson brothers right. sound alike they you know there's a similar, there's yeah. a similarity yeah and by the way uh just so you know that jennifer tilly now is a novelist and has been writing a lot of books solace so island is meg tilly i think you're just speaking of meg tilly right now oh sorry i was <laughs> You know, and we're back here defend- on we're back here on talking Tillies and <laughs> Tilly, um, Tilly 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 Mall <laughs> Tilly Tilly Mo Mall and uh, that should be our shirt like oh. those things where it's like where it lists all the like the different like players on a team or something like Tilly Tilly Mo Mall. <laughs> oh my Tilly, god! Tilly Tilly Mole Mole and Mall. Um, uh, would you all shit. recommend watching this? Oh. Absolutely. You know, sure. I kind of liked Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I enjoy, okay, I have to tell you, now, yes, I do love Jude Law, wonderful acting, wonderful acting, but I also just, I, I think it's really fun and insane. I mean, the movie's utterly yes. insane, but I found it to be very watchable. 
Yes, it I is, agree. It is unsuccessful as a story, but it is sure. successful as a as a movie. If that makes sense, it is a well made <laughs> yes. movie, but yes. there are choices and things in it that are truly confounding. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I would say watch it. Absolutely. It's a little too long. I'll be honest. I fast forwarded through some of the montages. Oh, um, wow. How dare. No, just because you're missing just some of that I great like, savage I get it. stuff. I get it. You're building a mosaic. I get it. Yeah. Oh, and before we wrap it up, uh, this coming week, August 8th, uh, we are doing our live virtual show. You can watch it anywhere in the world. The movie is Love on a Leash. It's with Jessica St. Clair. If you can't stay up to watch it, if you're in a different part of the world, don't worry. You have seven days to watch it after you buy your ticket. You buy your ticket earlier. It's cheaper. It's only 15 bucks. You buy it day of. It's 20. Just go to hdtgm.com for tickets. And if you want to see us on the road, we are going to be in NOLA, Indianapolis, Houston. We are going to be in Detroit, Chicago. Come on out. And Chicago is going to be our official 300th show celebration uh, oh, live wow. in Chicago from Morbius. Yeah. Let's not forget, Paul, Northfield, Ohio. Northfield, Ohio. And I want to specifically say we are not coming to Cleveland. We are coming to Northfield, Ohio. Northfield. By the way, I would say this. I was reprimanded early on for saying uh, we're coming to Cleveland. People are like, you're going to Northfield. Now people are like, just say Cleveland. So there's a real, a real push and pull there. Uh, But, uh, you know, we're going to make it work. And by the way, Dallas and Houston, come on out. We uh, have big, beautiful theaters and we have great audiences so far, but tickets are still available. And and uh, go to hdtgm.com to check us out there because next week we are on the road. We're ready to go. Get your pals together. Get tickets together. Get rowdy. Come on out. Come on, See everybody. a virtual show and a live show. For 15 bucks, you can't beat it. Anybody else want to talk about anything that they are into or about right now? Um, I'll, I have a few things I'd yeah. like to plug um, on Amazon Prime. The adaptation of Brian K. Vaughn and Cliff Chang's book Paper Girls is Ooh, out now. That started. I got to watch um, that. It came out last week. It is incredible. And if you watch for a while, uh, you might see uh, me show up. So uh, I don't want to spoil too much, but uh, but it's the show is incredible and it's super fun uh, based on an incredible comic series that I Love also that heartily recommend. And while I'm talking comics and because we've talked so much about Tilly's, I would like to recommend that everybody buy um, one of my favorite comics artists and writers is Tilly Walden. She's done a bunch of amazing books, one called Spinning that I love, but she just put out a new book last month called Clementine Book One, and it's fantastic. So Tilly Walden, Clementine Book One, just so we have all the Tillys represented. Oh, wow. A lot of Tilly action there. June, anything you want to plug? Um, I am... In a couple of episodes of Phoebe Robinson's new show on Freeform called Everything's Trash. And it, the episode, the first episode I'm in is out right now and you can watch it on Freeform and I'll be in a couple more. And it, it's super funny. And uh, yeah, check it out. All right. Thank you, June. And as always, if you want to talk about music from another room, if you have different perspectives, if you want to correct us, if you want to tell us about all the illusions that we missed, or just simply call and ask me for advice, which I have to say I have a great batting average at, uh, you can do that all on Last Looks, which is coming out next week. Give us a call at 619 
Paul Ask. That's 619 Paul Ask. Visit us on our Discords. You can go to my Discord or How to Disc Get Maids Discord. It's just discord.gg slash HDTGM. And a big shout out to all of our admins at How to Disc Get Maids Discord. Also, you can go to my Discord at discord.gg slash Paul Sheer. And if you're looking for How to Disc Get Made merch, we have a ton of it. Just go to tpublic.com slash stores slash HDTGM. Then you can find everything. There's a lot of sales there. You can put it on a mug. You can put it on a cell phone case, t-shirts, sweatshirts, babies, onesies. It's all there. And I love their material. It's so damn comfortable. And I want to give a huge, huge shout out to our producer, Cody Fisher and Molly Reynolds, our engineer, Devin Bryant, and of course, our amazing publisher, July Diaz. I want to say that our movie producer is Avril Halley. She finds the best films as always. And cuts those clips for us every single week. Thank you, Avril. We've been making you work so, so hard and we are so appreciative. And make sure you are following her on YouTube at Movie Bitches. Also, a big shout out and thank you to Nate Kylie. Nate Kylie, doing the Lord's work, getting in deep, finding these little nuggets of research and information about these movies that are getting more and more insane to find. Uh, so thank you, Nate Kylie. I want to give a shout out to our amazing graphic artist. That's Kyle Waldron, who does a lot of our Facebook posts. And of course, the ghost of Craig T. Nelson on Instagram, who does our weekly movie photoshops. They are just stellar. You can listen to old episodes of How Did This Get Made on Stitcher Premium, or every Monday we release a matinee Monday, which we go back into the vault and pull out an old episode. So there's a lot of ways to listen to this show. And if you want to find us on YouTube, just go to my webpage where I have a bunch of How Did This Get Made clips. Everybody, we will see you next week for Last Looks. Remember, 619-P-A-U-L-A-S-K. That's 619-Paul-Ask. Write in. Tell me what's going on with you or this movie, or just write it in on the Discord. Thanks so much. Bye for now. Wayfair's biggest sale of the year is back. Get ready for Wayday. For three days only, May 4th through May 6th, you can get up to 80% off at Wayfair. Save on sofas and cookware, dining sets and rugs and beds, wall art, bar cards, floor lamps, sailing fans, home decor, all things outdoor, and way more. Plus, everything ships free. Don't miss the sale to get up to 80% off everything home, even a garden gnome. Wayday starts May 4th. Head to Wayfair.com now to start filling your car. Wayfair, every style, every home. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com.